Welcome back to the X Podcast. I'm here with Tim Scary Faith Moore. Hey, and repping today. Hey, Happy New Year! Happy again. New Year! This is our this is our first one we've actually recorded in, in the, the new, new year. year. Yeah. And right now, as of this recording, it is January 11th. How is your New Year going so far? Good so far. I mean, we're 11 days in. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in the first? <laughs> the first That's a great question. I don't know if I know the answer to that. The biggest mistake. What's yours? Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna have to meditate through that. Mm. Okay. But you know, you know what I'm crossing my fingers for what? is no crazy January madness to happen like it has the last few years. Like you're saying, no crazy madness in January to happen here in the U.S. Well, any, I mean, like, you know, the last few years, we've just January. I was been, making a uh, reference to Brazil. But anyways, well, no, so no, sorry, that is I'm true. Sorry, I'm just, but here in the U.S., yeah. we're hoping for, yeah. except for the this massive past- atmospheric river storms that are yeah. flooding California. Nope. Isn't it funny that we're. But, you, you know, that's a good point, though. Hold on a sec. It, it, it is crazy that uh, that uh, deja coup, as <laughs> Stephen Colbert called it, happened in Brazil. Deja coup. Eerily reminiscent of January six, and that was, yeah, the last few. That was twenty twenty one. What happened in twenty two? Uh, I don't remember. The beginning of twenty twenty two. Something happened. Was it, I don't know. Assassination attempt. There was all kind of yeah, assassinations. One in twenty twenty, it was uh, the Iranian general was assassinated. Remember that? Yeah. And then something, something happened. Else arch. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, well, well oh, oh, I saw this morning. This is not encouraging. Oh, the, great. they recorded the hottest. I saw ocean that. Ocean temperature. I read that history. article. I actually read that article. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. And then you wanted to give a little okay, bit. Here um, we go. No, no, no. You wanted to give a little bit of commentary uh, on uh, the discovery of files in President Biden's former office. I wanted to give a disc. You wanted to talk about that, that. That was uh, that was kind of fascinating. That happened just this week. And what are your thoughts on that? Maybe it's. Um, I don't know. Still a lot unknown, I guess, to pack. Apparently what I heard was his lawyers discovered, President Biden's lawyers discovered these documents from some kind of think tank or place that they used to, whatever, mm-hmm. before the midterm election. Really? Yeah. They were discovered before the midterm election. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, I'm sure it was sit on it until after the new year. Yeah. And so they, uh, yeah, they... Uh, came out with them now i will say this is christmas uh, day for fox it is christmas day for certain people that uh definitely want to uh compare the two yeah and so i don't know if they're exactly equal but <laughs> it's uh you know it's it's fascinating it another, to, regardless of where you we're not going to get into we're not going to because you i get make you nervous when i start mm-hmm. doing my toe in this but regardless of what side drawn it is hilarious if you want to make yourself laugh or if you're too emotionally involved maybe you won't laugh but if you want to make yourself laugh, watch um, Fox News coverage versus CNN news coverage of this same event. Oh, it's the same discovery. Yeah. And it, it just... It kind of goes to show how, how, yeah, these different media conglomerates and what sides they're on, how they mm-hmm. view all of them. So, yeah, I was... Yeah. I noticed, Whatever echo I noticed that we're in, I, you, you have very strong feelings about this. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's clear he's had some. It didn't seem quite as defiant about giving them back. Uh, we'll say that. Um, yeah. Says he was surprised by it. Um, doesn't even know what they are. I don't know. Who knows how much truth there is in all of that, but I don't know how. I don't know. Again, it's just, I don't expect, 
a lot out of Washington. <laughs> I don't care who it is. And then you got at the other end, the the it took uh, what fifteen votes in the House to get the oh. the the, the, oh, the poor McCarthy leader, and so he's dealing with. <laughs> So again, I I don't know if that's indicative of the uh, Republican Party that's a mess, and you got the very far right. Uh, what's his face? Holy... Somebody um, he went, I guess, in that final vote to like address or confront Matt Gates, and then someone that was with them lunged for Matt Gates, and people were having to hold people no, back on the floor. No. Oh yeah, it nice. sounds civil, and it sounds yeah. like what you'd expect. So again, I, I just think about um, all the news that comes out of Washington and. You should probably take it seriously. I just laugh. I just look at it and go, this is, uh, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a Comedy Central channel yes. for everybody else in the world. Yeah. Who probably watch it and think, my gosh, they're, it's they're hot Or mess. they take their cues from it. I would hope not, but yeah. hot mess in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And hot oceans at the same time. Hot oceans at the same time. And then at the same time, we got, you know, hot oceans. You got part of the hot ocean being dumped in California. I read that 17, 17 people yeah. already died from mm -hmm. it. And here's the... Um, irony, the juxtaposition of this, California has been under massive drought yeah. where they're in big trouble. And then now they have storms that won't end. And these aren't just rain. They're winds up to 70 miles an hour. It's uprooting trees. It's, That's nuts. uh, it is crazy. And then on top of that, another crazy California story. I don't know why we haven't, we haven't been together talking about all these stories. Did you see this story? I'm uh, glad you have California stories because I think, it, I still think it's so funny. You've never heard about how there's a daily crazy Florida story. Well, I'm cr I'm surprised you don't know. Florida's nuts. What's, what was today's? I don't even remember what oh. today's was. Probably somebody driving through the interstate wearing a woman's head. Wow. I, I mean, it's usually something like that. Okay, that's I, not a visual I want. Yeah. Um, but California has their own strange, they probably are on par with Florida of strange stories. Maybe not as crazy, maybe they are. I don't know. But you get, um, I don't know, California's got some pretty crazy stories. There was a, this one fascinated me um, because I've always liked Tesla cars and one in one. Did you see the story of the the guy, the father who is being um, arrested and tried for um, attempted murder on his family? Yeah, so he was driving along one of the interstates on the right on the coast there, and apparently drove his Tesla right off of the cliffs. And it fell like, Wait, I did and it fell this. almost 300 feet to the ground, and it landed on its wheels that side. And the dad, the mom, and I think the two kids in the back all survived. They had to get they like, all life, survived. They all survived. They had to get life flight and or they had to get like helicopter and people to come out there to try to get them, lift them up out of there. I mean, you could, I mean, if you saw the wreckage and where it was, it's right on the coast. You know where they have the huge cliffs? Yep. I think on north. Maybe north part of LA as you go up out of there. Talking about on the 101? One, probably on the 101. Yep. 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 It was it was on Pacific Coast Highway. Just and they have determined based on certain things that they are uh they are after he gets out of the hospital or whatever, they're arresting him for attempted murder for three people. They think he tried to kill himself and his family. In a Tesla. So crazy story. That's a crazy I'm shocked that they lived after five just wow. falling almost three hundred feet. And landing, I'm thinking maybe Tesla is the car. I mean, if it can survive that. Oh, I thought you were. I, I meant safety. I thought you I were going in a different direction. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Tesla like turned turned no. out to like a uh, self driving. Yes. No, it was not self driving. So that I just that's kind of a crazy story. That so is. there's a lot of crazy. Stuff. That's encouraging. So, that's encouraging. <laughs> that 
part of a guy trying to take out his family with him in the car is not encouraging. Yeah, so that's not an encouraging story. So we're still uh, we still have crazy in our world. Speaking of encouraging stories, you've wanted to you kind of wanted to talk about all this has been happening over the last week or two with Demar. Yeah, I uh, I, I it's, it's interesting. I was, I'm sure as the sports person you are, you were probably really taken back by I, what happened and what where you were watching. I actually, I had to apologize later because we uh, a group of us about. I guess about fifty of us were in Atlanta for Passion Conference. Yeah, and we were we had just checked into the hotel. Was that for like the twenty year olds? Uh, that was. For, is it for the college age? It's really for this whole generation. Is it for the sure? Is it for the college those, students? No. How did you go? They uh, let you. It, it's college young adult. I'm did they make young adult? <laughs> and <laughs> listen, hey, did they ID you? Listen, I have been a passion liaison, so I. They, but they did ask me to go as like part chaperone. Part <laughs> okay, you know, that makes more sense. Yeah. We got to take dad with uh, us. Listen, I've been at Passion Conference like 10 times. I think the moment I started going, I was already past technically the cutoff. Oh, you, t- yeah. You told me that you started going to Passion stuff like 23 years ago. Okay. And, and, uh, and that was the college listen, one. people. <laughs> I started going. <laughs> okay. So while you were at Passion, you didn't know this so, was going so, on. So we're in the hotel and, and Zach and Hunter yep. are like, oh my gosh, this injury. And, and, I was messaging them when that was going on. I don't yes. think they were watching. And so they, you know, they they are very sports oriented focused. We and have, so, a, and so there, you know, we have a text group. I'm sure we're you called do. Sports Buddies. Oh wow! I'm no, sure it's me yeah. and Zach and Hunter. Yeah, and we've been in this text group for about three or four years, and we yeah. only text. I mean, we just text sports. Stuff. It was kind of sad. I, well, I, I um so so me and Jesse are kind of like. You know, we're kind of making fun of them. We're kind of like, okay, guys, we, let, let's go eat. Well, well I'm, I'm sure this player will be okay. People get hurt all the time. But they're glued to their phones for 10 minutes. So finally, I was like, guys, what is going on? Why can we not focus and go out to eat? And then I start seeing it pop up all over my news. I'm like, oh, wait, this is serious. Very. And I start looking at it. I start watching the replay. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is this is pretty mm. – the whole world seemed – I feel like the whole world shot. Like yeah. stopped and shut down for it. Yeah, or at least our whole world. Yeah, here in the U.S. Yeah, I was watching it. So I was watching the game. You're watching it as it happened. Mm-hmm. Laura Lee, we were all sitting yeah. there watching the game. It was kind of shocking. Like you're watching it, and they just because they showed the instant replay. Because you know, a lot of times when things like that happen, the, the usually the thought is, um, did this person get a concussion? Because yeah. the tackle didn't look that bad. No. It, I mean, it wasn't like it looked like a normal NFL tackle. To be honest, I'm still con- a little bit confused about it. I'll watch the replay several times. But it looked like, because Demar made the tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He made the tackle. Looked like his helmet hit the other player's chest, mm-hmm. and so it's no, a- no. The way he tackled, I think the receiver was coming and hit him in the chest, and he wrapped him up and went down. Okay, that and makes so, sense. No, it, it, hit him, it hit him in. The, it hit him right in the spot in the sternum. Some people. There was a term that that was kind of floating around. I cannot remember it, and I would jack it up. It was something. You said it's the vaccine. Oh, stop! That's the coronosis caritis. I I totally jacked it up. I don't remember. Um, and it was again. Medical people know exactly what this word, this term was, but it's it's when you can have like. An instant impact to your heart can cause it to go yeah. out of rhythm, can whatever. But he made the tackle, and then they showed the replay because they were like, "Oh, players down," and and it, it kind of looked reminiscent of when guys uh, hit their head, get a concussion. Mm-hmm. They'll get up sometimes and they'll stumble, they'll fall back down. Yeah. But he tackled, got up, and then just dropped over. And at first it was like, uh, you know, so they were showing it like, man, let's see, man, did he his head? Like, and then 
next thing you know, longer and longer, more people are gathering around, and then you just start to see it. Wait, this is getting serious and serious and serious. Right. And they're trying to do live. Bro- it, the, the fascinating thing was watching them try to do a live broadcast during this. Mm. You know, the national broadcasters, they don't know what's going on. They're getting relaying information. The people are going around. You, you It's not like uh, when someone's injured on the field, trainer, athletic, you know, trainers come out, maybe coach come out, you know, see how they're doing. That that wasn't this. Everybody, like, started to flock around. Mm. And, and that's when you find out, like, maybe we found out four or five minutes into it, six minutes into it. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing CPR on him right now. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. You're, you're having to literally mm. no pulse and having to try to keep someone alive yeah. by, you know. And so apparently, I think his heart may have kind of stopped. Maybe he got it back and then went back. I heard that resuscitate him twice. Yeah. yeah, I think they did and they got it, a pulse from what I understand. And then they had the ambulance on the field. By then, they had went away from the broadcast, came back, you know, trying to update. I mean, it's just very eerie. I mean, it was really eerie to watch. There's the ambulance on the field. They're like, one guy was like, I don't remember, you know, these are former NFL. I don't remember ever seeing an ambulance on the field. Mm. And so that's when I guess it was still going on. They tried to take him and put him in the ambulance. And as they were trying to put him in the ambulance, they lost the pulse. And did. So then they had to take him back down. They put him back down and started doing CPR again. Yeah. And uh, thankful for athletic. Uh, the one guy, I can't remember his name now, um, but the guy for the Bills, he's one of their athletic um, um um, trainers, associate, mm-hmm. like athletic trainer. He's the one that like immediately came up and realized he didn't have a pulse and started doing CPR mm-hmm. on him. I'm thinking you have to take his, you have to take his pads off. I'm sure or something, you know, and um, and so finally they, you know, just the whole broadcast, everything was so eerie. They threw it back up to, you know, you got the on the field announcers and then you got the mm-hmm. kind of national where they go for halftime. They threw it back to them and they're all just kind of don't have any information and they're just talking about it and you can see them getting emotional and these national broadcasters, I mean, like, because they, you know, yeah. they're all invested in this game. It's a game. Well, the players are getting emotional. They, players oh, are the players were players crying. Are. Then they're trying, then they're going to try to restart the game after yep. he left and uh, they didn't, he didn't all go, they, they, the ambulance started to leave. It waited for his mom, mm. his parents to come down yeah. to get, to get in there, to go with them to UC mm. and, um, and then they didn't end up resuming the game, which I think well, we all agree was the right decision because it what was, was the, re- what was the um, broadcaster that made the statement that got him in big trouble? Oh, so Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. was one of them. It basically, a which couple. Did, which did he mean? Yeah. He, he think he said he didn't mean it the way it came out. I'm sure it did. What was the exact quote? His, I, I, I could, I don't have the exact quote. I could pull it up because I had it. But his, his quote was basically like, hey, this is a really important game. We know people get injured all the time. Like, I can't believe that you would cancel this game. You know what I mean? It was, it, in anything, it was very insensitive yeah. at the very least. Yeah. At the very least. I don't even know what's happened to him since then. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, that, the way this thing turned out, I would not want that to be my tweet. Him, he wasn't the only one. There's, But he's kind of one of the big ones that did this. And so it was crazy. And, and just the response um, was pretty fascinating. Mm. The The response of, one of the things I was yeah. telling you that kind of surprised me was the um, the outpouring. It doesn't surprise me the outpouring of prayer, but just the embracing of this idea of we need to pray for him. Yeah, it it was probably one of the most nationally public displays of faith I've seen in years, not decades. Yeah, it felt like that's kind of I guess why yeah. it, I I have some 
It's very fascinating to me mm-hmm. that uh, I was telling you this earlier. Uh, I'm, I've got all these mixed feelings about not. I'm grateful for. Let me just say, Demar Hamlin, and I think it's the medical he got released staff. Today, right? Yeah, he got released. It finishes, you know, his therapy and other stuff. Who knows? I mean, we don't really still know. Uh, it seems like though he came out of it, not a lot of. If you don't follow this, I mean, I don't know how you probably wouldn't know who he is if you're in our country. But I, I mean, he's he's just seems like making a, a great recovery and um so grateful for that it's just it's fascinating to see that like you said the national outpouring of this call for prayer yeah i don't remember the last i think well i want to exclude um all of the every time we have some type of tragedy a shooting a something there's a storm a disaster there's always a pray for a you you always know something's going on when in your social media feed you'll see pray for, mm-hmm. hashtag pray for Texas, pray for Buffalo, yeah, pray but, for. Yeah, but this felt different. This felt different. It felt different on a several ways. It felt different because it was on a mass scale. A lot of times when you see pray for, not always, but usually is from like a faith circle. But a lot of times too, you see it attacked on the other end. And, and a lot of times that's because politically maybe the other other side feels like there's something you can be done about it. Like, for instance, when there's a mass shooting, right. it says thoughts and prayers. Yeah. That's actually usually resented mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, uh, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this felt wide scale. This felt, if you want to say bipartisan, it felt like just all over the world and all over the community and all over the field. I mean, there's images of players. Oh, yeah. Praying. There's Coach a, grabbed yeah. all of them, even when they were thinking they were going to restart. Coach grabbed the entire team. Everybody's taking a knee on the field, and there and, and there's prayer. Mm. Um, seeing both teams, the, the video you the showed teams. me, yeah. So yeah, Dan Orlovsky, yeah, yeah. That was I thought that was probably one of the most moving moments. Dan Orlovsky is a uh, NFL analyst who played in the NFL, and he's on ESPN. I think NFL Live. Like he's on. He's a regular on their kind of national, um, one of those na- national shows. He he does. I think uh, calls games and stuff. And you could tell he's a, a, a man of deep faith. Mm. And he's just so moved. It was the day after. Yeah. And he's moved by what, you know, the the outpouring of prayer. And he's like, you know, I, the, seeing the Bills organization, we believe in prayer. And he's talking about how all these people are saying, we believe in the power of prayer. He was like, I believe in the power of prayer. But you could tell he was so moved. But he was like, almost like, I don't want to just talk, sit here and talk about it. I want to pray. And so I thought it was, honestly, it's probably one of the, the, the most powerful things I've seen mm and some type of news or whatever on TV setting in a long time, was seeing in a, a setting where, first of all, it's sports. You don't really talk about faith stuff, and let alone to stop and pray in the middle Yeah, with with his two co-hosts yeah. sitting there. He was like, I, I'm just, he said, I, I, I'm, I know this is bold. I'm going to pray. Mm. I'm just going to pray right now. Mm. And so whatever you're, you know, whatever, if you want, and he just bowed his head, and he prayed. And it wasn't just like, yeah, God, if you're out there, and you do something. I mean, he was praying like you he could knew tell God. Example. Yeah, you could tell he has a relationship with God. Mm. And I thought that was an incredibly bold, yeah. courageous, and powerful move. So, what do you think it says? All of this kind of eruption of prayer. Like, do you think is it an unveiling of more people that have faith than we assume, or is it just kind of a human visceral reaction mm-hmm. that what it, whether you believe or not, or think you believe or not? When crisis hits, something in you, if we are made in the image of God, cries out, God, you got to help. Yeah. I'm, I have, uh, I was, I told you this, I, I'm both 
<laughs> so to be real, I'm both really encouraged and then it's sometimes frustrated yeah. by this. Hmm. Um, I'm encouraged because to see organizations, the organizations that are, they're about business, they're about hmm. money, they're, they're uh, you know, yes, they have people of faith probably in those organizations, yeah. but these are not faith-based organizations. Yeah. These are billion dollar you know, companies, these yeah. are the Bills organization, the Bengals organizations, NFL. Yeah. Okay. These are as far as you can get from being faith based as an organization and others, um, ESPN and all of them, uh, literally talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. We are praying and, and not even, you know, the whole, Hey, thoughts and prayers. Hey, send thoughts and prayers. No, people were dropping the whole thoughts mm-hmm. when they thought it was like urgent. Yeah. They dropped the whole thoughts yeah. aspect. It was just prayer. Right. Um, and, and so I think of, encouraged by the onslaught and I think the willingness of these people in these moments to not shy, shy away from, Hey, we just, we're all praying for it. We want to we encourage you pray for Damar. We don't know what's going on. Like, and honestly for, it was probably 30, 45 minutes, hours. Like there was, mm-hmm. it felt like watching the broadcast. There was no one had an update. No one really knew what was going on. And after watching it, it's weird. I can only imagine being on the field. You saw the players. That's traumatic. You're watching a guy that is your brother in the, you know, a football team brotherhood you have. You you know, you play everybody. They're in that sport together. And they're sitting there for nine minutes pumping on his chest, trying to get him to, yeah. to live. That's jarring. Yeah. To witness that. On a lesser scale, it felt jarring watching it live. Mm. We're literally like right. looking at each other like, is this guy, did he die? Because then the only thing was it. 50 years ago, the only yeah. there's there a death a on the field. Yeah, actually, that mom was watching it. The that mom the was wife. watching this. I think it or was the, the wife, wife was watching this. It was the happened. wife, and her husband died after coming out. The only game that he played, he was like a backup or whatever. I read that article, and which and uh, so she reached out to his mom. Yeah, but she was with the but uh, so that hasn't happened. Which another sub conversation was I've seen people talk about how this was actually a big step forward in culture of football. Because supposedly, you would know better than I would, 10, 15, 20 years ago, this, they would not have stopped the game. No, they, they, probably, they probably wouldn't have. There would definitely not been a, a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. But then other people think that because of the the gravity of this in, of this injury, uh, it might affect the future football. I See, I, I, don't, I think that this is one of those um, freak moments. Yeah. This is, to me, the tackle, if you watch, and I've watched a lot of a f- football, it, it's no different than any other tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it happened to hit him. Who knows what underlying condition he may have, you know. Um, and so I do think that was an aberration. I don't think that – I mean, I think it, it kind of goes with – It was. What do you I, think about the conspiracy? There have been, been a lot more of these since the vaccine? Yeah. Uh, listen, if we had – you said it's been 50 years mm-hmm. since we've had someone die or nearly die well, on the field. Well, there's been 150 similar injuries of, like, like this, 150. 50% uptick or whatever in the last two years. Uh, I've not seen any injuries of th- of this level. Every injury that I've heard the NFL and people talking about has been concussion. Yeah. Massive concussion. I'm just conspiracy yeah. baiting you. I just, I don't, I, I don't think we have enough. I think there's so many people that want to jump to that. I don't yeah. think we have enough evidence. If you had this happen yeah. again mm-hmm. next season, yeah. you have it happen again when it, something like this hasn't happened. We're, we're talking about someone's heart stopping. Right. I've watched a lot of football. College and pro, never seen that. Yeah, so I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch at this point. Yeah, but you know, to to see all of that, I think was was jarring. 
uh, to see the outpouring of prayers, the signs, the next day, the the um, the, the kickoff of football the following week because this was I think Monday Night Football. So and and people were wearing number three, and it, it was uh, it's beautiful when it brings players together that mm-hmm. are you know you on the field or like enemies, but they're yeah. brothers. Yeah. Um, I think it was such a uniting moment. Yeah. I am very encouraged by that. It kind of like just reminds me, it's like, okay, there are things in this world, as big as football is, people were like, it's a game. Yep. This is life. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that perspective was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I thought the fact that uh, the game was not elevated in importance, mm-hmm. other than Skip Bayless, over someone's life. And I think the impact it had on everybody in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's, those players could not move on. Yeah. They tried. They were like, we're going to start in five minutes. Right. One of the players came over and tried to do a pep talk, and they said he came over through tears and eyes. Come on, guys, one of the Bills players. And everybody heard him, and then they just walked back to their places with their heads dejected what they've seen. Yeah. And they don't know if their fellow teammate's alive. They right. don't know if he's dead. I mean, you know, so they made the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Bengals fan, it probably hurt the Bengals a little bit, but you know what? Such is life. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess I have some mixed feelings by it. The one hand, I see – there's uh it's it's really cool to see that our culture that i would say is not typically a faith-based culture so i mean we're talking about from the tv to as i was saying those organizations seem to infer prayer and faith at the same time i feel also as a pastor uh in our current culture sometimes frustrated mm-hmm. and and so i'll probably be one of the few that would even say this i'm frustrated by it's a frustration, but it's also something that I understand mm-hmm. that it's like as a nation, we just it feels like have continued to move further and further away from wanting anything to do with faith. Yeah. Um, I think about, you know, the the move that's happened for the last two decades uh, from well-known, you know, atheist authors from Dawkins and Christian Hitchens and Christian Hitchens and, uh, and um, that, that w- basically have said that religion is the problem. Faith is the problem. That's the source of the evil in this world. And for us back in the 70s to remove kind of God, remove prayer from school, we have felt it as a church trying to connect with youth. And days past, you used to be able to kind of connect with youth at school or be able to connect. Now that is getting harder and harder. Most schools are like, no, you can't come in. You can't do this. You can't connect with students. You can't, you know. And so it's like to have that kind of constant thing put in at you as as uh, something from my context and then just see everybody when their backs against the wall it's that whole like i don't need god i live my life however i want oh tragedy i need god where is he yeah and and and, and so so i'm glad for it but that's more of just a professional like right. like personal like this um it's it's like we don't need you mm-hmm. god um, and and then I don't even know what to make of prayer mm-hmm. culturally. I know what to make of prayer personally. Right. I don't know what to make of prayer culturally. Mm-hmm. We we post, pray for, and it seems like that's a sign of support. Maybe then actually praying. Right. This felt like people praying. Right. I didn't see. I'm not right. on social media. I didn't see all this right. pray for tomorrow. I'm sure that was out there. It felt like no, we're praying for him. Like right. like it seemed like in people's demeanors, they were really right praying and I'm thinking okay you can't tell me that all of these people nationwide all this all of a sudden they they have their their people of faith 
where yeah. it seems like they weren't or culture that was very devoid of faith, right. secular now has faith and will pray like, right. what are you, who are you praying to? Right. What are you praying to? Like, I, I have all those yeah. questions. So I've got these mixed emotions. It's only a pastor thing. Nobody else will. So right. let me just, let me just preface that. That's just a, it is weird to think in our pluralistic, increasingly kind of like postmodern, somewhat Christian hostile environment that all of a sudden all these pe- people are praying into, not that's our job to cipher through, but to think through like, okay, what's actually happening here kind of on a, on a molecular level. It's interesting. I was reading, I think you and I are both doing the kind of the year Bible reading plan and uh, it's been in Genesis and I think it's what Genesis six or seven, where finally after Cain and Abel and the world starts going into chaos, Genesis you six. finally see that line and people began to call on the name of the Lord. And it's like the first time besides Adam and Eve talking to God in the garden, it's the first time you really are introduced to this concept of prayer. And, you know, we don't know how many of them were actually like walking with God versus what versus life's getting so crazy. The world's getting so crazy that people maybe maybe out of relationship with God or maybe out of just crisis and desperation or maybe just on a human level. If we're created out of the essence and the imagination of God, there's something in us that just whether we suppress or not, there's a knowing in us of where we come from, and what we need. Um, and so say all that to say part of me, the maybe hopeless optimist side of me is encouraged. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, even if there isn't really a true understanding of prayer, number one, God's bigger than us. And God can reach down to somebody that doesn't know him mm-hmm. who cries out in desperation and he can do a miracle. Mm-hmm. But maybe for some people, there's going to be a catalyst to actually begin a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is interesting though. It, it does kind of seem to show this cultural tendency that. When it comes to our chronic issues as a society, we're not super interested in God's ways. Yeah. Whenever it comes to crisis, we're really interested in God's help. Yes. And that's probably the tension you're speaking that, that's, to. That's what I feel right. as a tension, because but I'm glad for it, too. You're because, glad for it. But, but, you, but the, the tension we feel is we, not that we have the market corner on prayer, but, no. but knowing Scripture and living a life of trying to know and walk with God you want to bring people along, first of all, into an understanding of where prayer can actually have power and rootedness. Yeah. That there is a difference between looking at God as as a genie to manipulate versus an almighty God to know. Yeah. And that there is power in praying when you actually have relationship. Mm-hmm. There is power in praying when you uh there's there's a there's a difference between a stranger asking for something and your child asking you for something. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between somebody um, who wants nothing to do with your heart trying to manipulate you for something and then someone who has captured your heart and who you are in an intimate relationship with asking you for something. Yeah. And and that really is the power in prayers when there's an actual relationship where we're walking with God. Where Jesus says, if you walk in, was it, there's one of the powerful promises, if you abide in me, yeah. then whatever you ask in my name, mm-hmm. it will be given. Yeah. And the truth is God desperately longs to meet people where they're at. He desperately longs to answer prayer and to reveal himself to people. Uh, but there is the old saints. It's kind of an old school term. The old saints used to talk about something called praying ground. Uh, there, there, there's a praying ground you to, to, to live in and walk in. And it's not a performance thing, but it is when I'm walking in actual relationship with someone, mm-hmm. when I'm actually walking in a way that my life is honoring that 
then there is a power and a, and a harmony that results in fruitful prayer. Yeah. I, I think, um, one of the things that I, I am encouraged by again, as I'm just sharing a little more of my, you know, professional frustration slash tension mm -hmm. to, you know, it's like we, I feel like we try so hard to, even within our own churches to right. say, this is important that yeah. this is, uh, part of, like you said, walking with God. This mm -hmm. is part of having faith. This is how you're connected to him. Yeah. This is how you know it, you know, all of that. And then a lot of times you feel like, ah, but nobody really cares. And then, you know, it's the whole backs against the wall. I, it's out of my control. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, will you pray for me? <laughs> yeah, but you could pray for you too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so it's, it's the whole, uh, part of helping people. But I think when I, when I think about it holistically from, you know, the secular companies to to people that maybe maybe faith isn't on the forefront maybe like you said they um you know maybe maybe it's not they don't believe but maybe they don't don't mm -hmm. think it's important maybe it's you know it's 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 like um life insurance mm -hmm. you know yeah every month yeah. pay for life insurance right. and you can kind of look at that after a while i've been right. paying for it for years and go what a waste of money mm -hmm. um but you know if i were to die it wouldn't be a waste to you know my my family that's you know it's one of those things that if you need it then it's there but you're putting in deposits right i feel it feels like sometimes when it's not it's i need life insurance because i'm dying but you didn't have a policy <laughs> <laughs> you you, yeah. you never had a policy it's that whole hey you just found out you're right. gonna die next week and you're right. calling up and going can i get a policy on life insurance nope you right. can't you know what i mean but that that's the cynical side of it now let me yeah. say the what i see that i think i I'm really encouraged by is that it feels like in moments like this, when you see a collective coming together of like embracing this idea of prayer and a national broadcaster going, I want to pray right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, it reminds me that I think there is something even subconscious mm -hmm. in us, as we were saying, yeah. uh, as humans that here's what I would say. If you're someone's like, maybe you watch this, listen to this and you're like, I don't know that I believe God's out there. I don't know. Or, or some people hold a belief. I, mean, I think maybe there is a God, mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like God's involved in our world because I prayed some things and nothing happened. Or I see all the tragedy in our world. I see the evil in our world. And so I, I don't, you know, it's, um, it's, if you have that belief that causes you to go, I don't even bother praying, mm -hmm. but then something real happens in your life. And all of a sudden you get so humbled to a place where it's out of your control. That's what it felt watching that field. No one could do anything. I think that's why we're looking at this. We want to do something yeah. when something happens. And so I do feel like for our nation and a lot of people, it's a last resort. Whereas we try to make it a first priority in our lives. But I think the fact that that is the response mm -hmm. tells me that there is something in there. There, there is yeah. something, I think, even if you're someone of, not of faith, that if there, you have to be honest with yourself, if you find out the worst news ever, that you had a week to live, that someone yeah. you love had a week to live, and you're not a person of faith, you don't believe there is a God. I, I bet you if there's something in the yeah. back of your mind that wants to pray, send yeah. thoughts, do whatever, and not just throw them out into the universe. Yeah. I've heard a lot of that kind of language, yeah. putting a lot of love out in the universe. When... When we pray, I think we, this idea of just throwing it out in the universe to me it feels really empty. Yeah, it it really does. It's yeah. it's. I mean, what if you don't believe there's a God? Then there's no point in praying. Right. 
I'm just going to say that. Right. There's no point in playing. The universe Frank. doesn't love you. Yeah, the universe doesn't love you. The universe is, you know, and but and I'm not saying that to even just kind of be, I don't know, uh, a little um, cantankerous. I'm not saying this if you're someone that, you know, that I'm just saying that when we pray, we are personally sending a thought, verbalizing a prayer, yeah. something. We're not just putting it out there. That doesn't, I've been putting out there into the universe that I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. It hasn't worked yet. Yeah. You know, well, and, and a lot, I hear a lot of people, you know, put good out vibes. in there, good, and vibes. The good vibes out there, and they come back. Well, I can tell you a lot of stories, a lot of people that have dealt with a whole lot of tragedy that didn't put a lot of evil vibes out there but faced it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think we can look at our world and go, it seems very fair that if you put out good vibes, good vibes come back. You put out good love, good love comes back. Mm -hmm. I love the fact, I do believe that there's sowing and reaping. Yep. I do believe that, yep. but not in this holistic, universal type of way. Yeah. Um, and that's just my personal belief. Yeah. Again, if you're not a person of faith, I mean, I'm glad you, you listen to these conversations, right. but I would challenge you to say if there's something it's important in you that would say, there's something in you deeply that's mm -hmm. hidden underneath all of that intellectual belief that I don't, I, I just don't believe, I don't believe in God because of this and science and this and that. There's something inside of you that naturally just goes, I'm going to pray for that. I'm gonna, I have a yeah. situation in prayer. Take note of that. What is that? Yeah. There's well, something there. Well, because prayer, um, there's all these quotes and all these books about how prayer changes things, about how prayer is the most powerful thing in the world. Um, but I heard somebody nuance that a while back. I think it's an important distinguish, distinguishing is that it's not that prayer is powerful. Yeah. It's that God is powerful and prayer is how we talk to him. Yeah. And I just think that's, I think, is great wherever we're starting in prayer. And again, whatever you believe is awesome. I think it's worth kind of like digging a layer below the surface mm -hmm. and saying, why is this powerful? Yeah. And prayer, vibes, wishes are only as powerful as the object to which you're talking that can do something about it. Yeah. And that's why it's worth, I think even regardless of what you believe, peeling past current cultural cliches. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, yeah, sowing and reaping, we can see that in the natural. Right. So it's not hard leap to see how that's true in the spiritual. But there's a difference between a natural spirit, spirit a, a natural reaping and sowing and reaping, a spiritual sowing and reaping, and then thinking, man, hopefully at the end of the day, whatever bad person that bad thing that person did, the Milky Way yeah. is gonna send them punishment. Right. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that. No. But I do have a whole lot of faith that the one that created the Milky Way, if he is real and does love me and is committed to me, then if I have a relationship with him and I've watched him move time and time again. He can do something about it. Yeah. And even if it doesn't turn out the way that I want it to, he's going to do something in it and through it. Yeah. And I think it's a powerful thought. I love that. I think I think one of the, the differentiating, differentiating um, levels or way to see this kind of moment, um, if you don't know or not sure if God's real, mm -hmm. but you wonder, and so in times of crisis and tragedy, you pray, I I think that's still a really good thing. Yeah. I think if anything, yeah. it should indicate that there is something inside of you as mm -hmm. much as maybe you fight it that actually wants to believe. Yeah. Okay. Or has this longing or desire to believe in a higher being. Um, there is that type of level mm -hmm. of connection in yeah. prayer, which if that is your situation, it will feel like throwing a thought right. in someone's direction. 
the language that we hear all the time, putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. That's what it'll feel like. Right. There's a difference, I think, between that and then having a relationship with God that you feel like he's your father. Yeah. Because there's a difference between that versus me having a relationship with God or like my daughter's having a relationship with me knowing I'm coming to ask him to do something that yeah. he can do yeah. about it that I can't. Right. That changes the way I pray. Right. It does. And 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 kind of go back to something you said earlier about kind of life insurance and deposits. Um, if you're not in the middle of a crisis right now, but you have a desire to build your faith, one of the most powerful things you can do is build your faith before the crisis. Yes. Well, Levi Lusco talks a lot about training before the trial you're not yet in. And there's something really powerful about, look, I'll, we've all been there. There's, again, don't, I'm not hating on the Hail Mary prayers. Right. Some of this is how yeah. people enter a relationship with God. Yeah. And even people of faith, I think about the Samsons, the Samsons, yeah. great man of God, but then walked away from God for a while. But at the very end of his life, it was in crisis. Oh God, touch Prayed me one, one last more time. Prayer. One more time, touch me. And there's something powerful about those moments. I need those moments still. Yeah. But um, I read a book a long time ago. A.W. Tozer talked about um, the danger of perpetually cramming in prayer. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Like cramming for a test? <laughs> yeah, like cramming. Last minute. You know when you cram for a test? You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. I have that test this yeah. morning. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to try to rush, 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 rush. It's just stressful. Yeah. But there's peace that comes when you are daily doing what you need to do. And in terms of prayer, when you're just daily walking with God, there's not a cramming and there's not a Hail Mary. First off, even beyond the quote unquote answer to prayer, one of the most beautiful things about prayer is the point is friendship with God is that God is in that situation with you. Yeah. And regardless of what answer comes, you're walking with him. What is it? You know, David says, he says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. This, this sense of God's nearness, the sense of God's peace, the sense of God's presence in the middle of it. And then second of all, the most beautiful thing about um, about prayer when you're walking daily with God is not only are you not just cramming for the big prayers, but you're since you're in sync with God, mm -hmm. your desires many times become his. And a lot of times he's answering prayers that you don't even know he's. Yeah. Um, one quick little story, and this is not a, hopefully this comes off right. Um, because if you know me, you know how imperfect I am. This has nothing to do with me. But I don't even have told you this, but there, there's a lady on staff um, here. And uh, a couple months ago, she stopped me and she goes, well, I was passing by her. Mm -hmm. And she goes, your ears must have been burning. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, I was just telling I was just telling somebody about, you know, what happened with, you know, my back. And I was like, what happened with your back? And she said, uh, you don't remember? She goes, I was having this chronic pain where I could barely move. I was in so much pain for months and months and months. And then you prayed for my back and, um, well, God healed and took away the pain. I haven't had pain since. It's been three months. Mm. And I was thinking, and I think I lied. I was like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. So if you're listening, I don't think she listened to her. But, but I don't remember that, and which is another evidence that has nothing to do with me. Right. But the point is, when we're walking in sync with God, um, pray answers to prayers becomes almost like oxygen and breathing because mm -hmm. there's a communication there's a flow with God yeah. and God is able even when we know what we're praying and even when we don't know what we're praying yeah. God is able to work in and through and just do really special things and I sometimes I just want at risk of being misunderstood that that's kind of like a I don't know a, a 
whatever kind of story. I, I want to share those just to build faith that prayer really does have yeah, power absolutely. because God really does have power. Yeah. And um, I, I think one of the greatest things that can happen is when you begin to taste just how real and near God is, mm-hmm. it whets your appetite yeah. to want to pray more because God really does answer prayers. We're in the middle of a, a season of prayer and fasting right now. And yeah. I'm excited. Why? Because I believe God answers yeah. prayers. And we're going to see it. And, and we're going to see it. And and when he doesn't answer it the way I want to, um, I love what Hebrews says. He's the rewarder of those who seek, seek him. He's going to reward it somehow. Yeah. He, he doesn't <laughs> waste faith. It's a funny story about uh, just prayer as we wrap up here. Um, we have uh, prayer nights, you know, especially ever beginning every season. Mm-hmm. And we have one coming up. I, you know, if this comes out Friday, it'll be the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was talking to a couple in our church and um this has happened i don't know why but for some reason this is you know this has happened uh, a few times with um worship nights and other things that i've just and i don't remember the 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 context around it she said it was a prayer night i don't know if it was prayer night or worship night but i've had some times where i've just felt like god would nudge me to pray for people to get pregnant and they would. Yeah. It's happened numerous. That's not, it's not coincidence. It's happened numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to this couple uh, this past Sunday and, uh, they just had a baby not long mm-hmm. ago. And I was talking to, um, the, the husband and then the wife came over and they were talking about the last time they came to, is, I think it was prayer night. I think they said prayer night, prayer night, worship night. Um, they, they were sitting there and they already had, I think three kids mm-hmm. and, you know, and they're all pretty young mm-hmm. and, um, she felt like, uh, I think they were questioning, you know, I think we're done with our kids or something. And she's questioning, like, you know, and, and she felt like in that prayer time that God spoke to her and said, you're already pregnant and you're going to have a girl. And, oh, I know this story. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she went and told her husband and, nah, and there's not, cause they were like, you know, yeah. and, and I can't remember all the details, but it was just yeah. one of those crazy, yeah. it was, it was just one of those crazy reminders of just like, not only coming to a prayer time and that, but really felt like God spoke to her and it was exactly true. Yeah. And she was pregnant. Yeah. Didn't know this at the time. Yeah. Wasn't in no symptoms, no signs of it. Nothing wasn't just early on. And it was a girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it just, again, just reminds me of that, that prayer is real yeah, because is. God is real. Yeah. And by the way, just a quick like little, I don't know, we don't get usually get super spiritual on this, but if you don't know where to start in prayer, you know, me and you were talking about sometimes when we're going through our new year reading plan, we'll switch up at our translation. Yeah. And so I've been using my phone. I've been doing the message paraphrase mm-hmm. since I read Eugene Peterson's authorized biography last year, and I yeah. just wanted to switch it up. Well, I found upstairs one of my old message Bibles. So I was reading it this morning and I actually read Eugene Peterson's introduction to the Psalms and I loved it because he talked about the original language of the Psalms were earthy and honest and down to earth. And whenever he tries to encourage people to pray, he's like, just read the Psalms. He's like, you'll notice they're not polite. They're not great language. They're not religious. They're real. And so maybe if you're listening to this and you have no faith or new in faith or you just need a revitalization of faith, Find a message translation paraphrase of the Psalms mm-hmm. and just pray that. Yeah. I'd be like, it's so honest and real mm-hmm. and it gets your actual heart out before God. And the greatest answer to prayer that God can give us is cliche as it may sound is himself, mm-hmm. his own person, his presence. But hopefully people coming out on the other side of this crazy thing, which we're so glad that yeah. DeMar 
is actually released from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that, I hope this is an aberration in his life and he's okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it seems like all his neurological functions there. And, mm -hmm. and there's very, from, I mean, what my wife's telling me, I mean, you know, there's all the possibility of not being down for that long. Mm. I mean, there, that's a very real possibility mm -hmm. of having brain damage, having all this stuff, yeah. having them having to pump, you know, and, um, it, it, and so, um, it seems like God stepped in. Yeah. Um, you know, the, and so I, I just, I don't know. It felt like more of a moment than mm -hmm. just, Hey, did you sit, hear what happened on that football game? Right. Hey, there's this guy's in the hospital. Hopefully he pulls out. It yeah. felt like far more of mm -hmm. this like cultural moment where at least nationally, everybody stopped to pray and it was okay. Yeah. Hmm. It was okay to pray. Yeah. Regardless of yeah. what faith you have, what God you pray to, whether you don't believe in God, it was like it was okay to pray. Hmm. And hopefully, um, hopefully it leads to people a renewed sense of maybe God's there. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it was, a, it was a fascinating moment. I'm so grateful for the outcome yeah. and how it came out. Um, yeah. And it was neat, like that, The probably the thing that spoke to me most was seeing Dan Orlovsky's clip of him praying. If you haven't seen it, go search for him, Dan Orlovsky. Uh, ESPN prayer. If you just type in Dan Orlovsky, you can try to yeah. figure out how to spell it. You will. And pray, it'll come up. And it's it's incredible. It's all... That's somebody that has a relationship with God, yeah. not just somebody thrown out of prayer. Yeah. Either way, I think God's glad to hear from us Yeah, yeah. as people, one way or the other. So, yeah. And by the way, uh, we always ask for people to send in their ideas or comments or anything to podcast at thex.church. But by the way, whether you are a part of our faith community or not, we have, I'm going to call it a hotline. We have a free 24-hour hotline where you can send in anything going on in your life to be prayed over. That's And that is, uh, all you have to do is text XPRAY, one word, no spaces, just the letter X. P-R-A-Y. Yep, X-P-R-A-Y to 94,000. That's yeah. X-P-R-A-Y to 94,000. And it'll send a quick link where you can fill in something. We have a prayer team that prays over all the needs. Yeah. And so let us know I, how we can pray for you. I think they could email it too. Yeah, we will. Sure. Email it in podcast yeah. at the X. Church. You know, we always say, tell us comments or ideas. Hey, we we'd love to. I mean, that's one thing mm -hmm. that we do believe in. We in yeah. fact, I, I there was just a really cool moment this past Sunday when you took a moment as part of our gathering to uh to just hey, we know people in our in our room have needs, mm -hmm. and if you're feeling this, you need this. Just lift your hand. We want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And you just even had somebody that wrote in just at yeah. that moment, really, this person was really needing something to know God was there and desperate. Yeah. Just really felt like God met her in that moment. You remember that? Yeah. And so, so and so I, I just, again, I was just thinking about, it. we we do believe in the yeah. power of prayer, not just for Damar Hamlin, but also yeah. in life and for you and anybody. And so, you know, we'd be happy to pray with you. Yeah. Whether you go to the church or not, we'd be happy yeah. to pray for you and what's going on in your life. Absolutely. So, so let us know. Yeah. Let's go. Send us in, and uh, until next time, this is a good kickoff to the year. Yeah. Let's make so, it a great year. Let's make it a great year, and we will see you next week. <laughs>